0: John from First United Methodist Church, Copper Hill, and I welcome you to our service today. Wherever you are, you are in the presence of God, and as we worship together, I hope you consider yourself in God's house with God's family. Day, but I know that God is also with you, and for that we are, we are very thankful. Uh, I want to offer a prayer for this service and for all who are hearing, and now let us bow together. God, we give you thanks for your greatness and your goodness. We give thanks for your omnipresence. You are everywhere at all times, and we know you are with us. Uh, In the the, uh, wake of a virus, uh, while many people are in fear, we can rest in confidence that we are in your care. And even if the the flu strikes or other hazards, uh, you will protect us, preserve us, and uh, never desert us. Churches, our nation, uh, the whole world, and uh, only you are big enough to carry all of these concerns. give you our thanks and praise always, and we pray in Jesus' name, and together we pray as he has
1: taught us, saying, Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, thy thy will be done, on earth earth, as it is in heaven. Give Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, trespasses, as we forgive forgive those those who trespass trespass against us.
0: and not even get these marks before we read them. 5
1: through 42. Here is the Old Testament lesson, Exodus 17, verses 1-7. through 7. From the wilderness of sin, the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages, as the Lord commanded. They camped at Rephidim, but there was no water for the people to drink. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and the water will come out of it. So that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And the dry land, while his which his hands have formed. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Oh that today you would listen to His voice. Do not harden your hearts, as at Meribah. As on the day at Mass in the wilderness, when your ancestors tested me and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, for forty years I loathed that generation and said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not regard my ways. Therefore, in my anger I swore, they shall not enter my rest." God,
0: for the people of God.
1: Thanks Thanks be be to God.
0: Uh, Today's epistle lesson comes from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in
2: our hope of sharing the glory of God. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation.
0: for today's sermon is complaining and reconciling. In the Old Testament lesson, we hear the people of God complaining. It seems they have good reason. You know, they've been in the wilderness for quite a while, and they're thirsty. Uh, but uh, they not only complain of thirst, they complain that God's letting them down and that Moses is leading them astray. And uh, they, they doubt that uh, God or Moses, either one, is worthy of their faith. And so uh, Moses gets irritated and goes to God, and God seems to have a reaction of some sort. God,
2: uh, as we heard in the psalm,
0: You know, I, well, I, I, I let them think it was just a preaching thing. But I wanted to show them how easy it was to complain. But I do it myself sometimes. Uh, still, you know, what, what, what better thing to complain about than thirst? Have you been really, really thirsty? Uh, have you been so thirsty that uh, you just couldn't wait to get a drink? And uh, you didn't care whether it's a cold drink of water or... Uh, just a, just a hand full of tap water. Uh, have you been, ever been so thirsty that uh, your body was dehydrated and you couldn't stand, you couldn't walk? Um, thirst can be debilitating. And uh, so, you know, if you're, if you're thirsty, uh, go get a drink. If you're not able to get a drink, tell somebody. That might be better than just complaining about it. Still, God told Moses to take his rod, the same rod that uh, he used to to uh, do all of the, uh, all of the, uh, oh, goodness, I'm losing my thought. That's okay. It won't happen in public, i just on the radio, I guess. From
1: That's not a problem here. at all, because you're uh, probably going to say about you do all the miracles in front of Pharaoh, huh?
0: Yeah, that's right. Miracles in front of Pharaoh. And uh, same rod. So he went out with some of the elders. Uh, God wanted there to be witnesses for this miracle. And struck a rock. And water gushed forth. God provided for people in the wilderness, even after their complaints. Now, we can complain today. You know, how did this virus get started? Uh that we have to take so many precautions when we're not sick. And uh, whose fault is it anyway? You know, it's really created a strange, strange set of circumstances. Uh, churches are canceling services. Our, our bishop has uh, insisted that we not have services for at least two Sundays. And meanwhile, the president of the nation is calling for a day of prayer. Fortunately, we can pray where we are, and hopefully the virus thing will uh, will take its stride and uh, be under control soon. But uh, you don't have to look far; you don't have to think hard to find things to complain about. Now, in the, Paul's letter to the Romans, he uh, he tells us that we should always be hopeful and uh, tells us that we can even give thanks in our times of suffering for our suffering. He puts it in a process to show that uh, when we are suffering, we should know that suffering can produce endurance, and that endurance can shape our character. I would say shape our character into more hopeful and confident people. And uh, our character produces more hope, and uh, then Paul goes on to remind us that, uh, you know, we can always hope and trust in God, whatever our circumstances. In the gospel lesson for this day, uh, Jesus tells a very interesting, I'm sorry, the gospel writer John tells an interesting story about Jesus. Jesus. Jesus and his disciples have been traveling. They decided to go through the the, uh, kingdom of Samaria. And uh, while the disciples go to look for food, Jesus goes to Jacob's well. And there's a woman there. And uh, Jesus asks her to, to give him a drink of water. She's a Samaritan woman. They are in Samaria. And the woman is, Completely surprised that Jesus, a Jew, would speak to a Samaritan. When the disciples come back later, they're surprised that Jesus would speak to a Samaritan, or even a woman. But there's a there's a conversation that ensues between Jesus and this Samaritan woman. Uh, he asked for for water, and uh, she offers him water, but uh, when she raises questions to him of why he's asking her, he says, well, if you'd ask me, I could give you living water. And he gets her attention. Uh, She's intrigued. And then he uh, tells her to go call her husbands. And uh, she says, well, I can't, I don't have a husband. He said, that's right, you've had five. And the man you're living with now is not your husband. Well, he's called her attention even more. She's even more intrigued. how This Jewish man can know so much about her. And so as it goes, when Jesus offers the living water, she talks about the differences between the Samaritans and the Jews. The the, the Jews insist on worshiping in Jerusalem at the temple. Uh, The Samaritans worship on the hills, up on the mountains. And uh, Jesus says, well, there's coming a time when, when we'll all worship uh, God uh, wherever we are. Um, oh, the, story, the story has a great ending. The woman goes to her town and brings all the people back with her, it seems, to uh, witness to Jesus and uh, see him for themselves. And Jesus stays in that Samaritan town two days. Uh, Where in other towns, uh, both Jewish and Samaritan, have rejected him for his message. Uh, some people would complain because Jesus went to talk to a Samaritan and to a Samaritan woman. Some people would complain about that. Uh, it didn't bother Jesus any, even when his disciples came back and asked questions. Uh, some people would but to, uh, to recognize them and, and treat them as the people they are. Now, when you put the three lessons together, uh, people complaining in the Old Testament, the that people complain today, uh, Paul talking about a procession of, of uh, going through times of, of suffering and learning endurance, and uh, producing, building character, all in the way of hope. Uh, Paul turns the story then to talk about our being reconciled by Jesus Christ to God. And uh, in that reconciliation, our, our complaints are addressed by God, whether they're petty, or foolish, or needless or they they're touching on the on the sore spots of our lives or even the, the weak points of our faith, uh, God's telling us, "I hear your complaints, and, and I want us to be reconciled." Uh, Jesus is that point of reconciliation. Paul reminds us. But through his death on the cross, before we even were aware of it, uh, Christ died for us. And, uh, and when we believe that, uh, we become reconciled with God, and we also become reconcilers with God, to be reconciled to other people, to be reconciled to life as it is. Um... Uh, It doesn't mean we accept everything exactly as it is, because when we're reconciled to something, uh, then we know how to address it. And we address people as people. And we address problems as opportunities. We address difficulties as temporary and something that we can learn from and something that will make us stronger uh what are your complaints today? What, what's, your, what's your own first uh, you know what, what would you like to quench within yourself and uh, cease your, your your grumbling and your complaining? Uh, God offer you the very life of Jesus Christ. He died on the cross, and he has risen to eternal life. We've got several days left in the Lenten season, but uh, this Sunday is, uh, is is a Sunday of Easter. And as surely as the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening, uh, God is faithful and God is always with us. Uh, stop the grumbling. Let's be reconciled to God. Stop the grumbling. Let's, uh, within our homes, within our churches, within our communities, stop the grumbling.